What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual convo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork Podcast. We are just <laughs> hoping that our audio works today. You never know with podcasting <laughs> where we're at. Because we are not professional podcasters. Can we we are professional <laughs> podcasters. We are not, we're not having imposter syndrome today. You're right. But, you're right. But we are super excited because this episode, well, we're recording it like two days before we're releasing it, which never happens. I know. Which is awesome. So there's so much going on in the world. It's also National Registered Dietitian Day oh, as we record RD this. Day. I know. <laughs> and oh, how the the responsibilities have changed in our roles over the years. That's you know, crazy. I'm going to be honest. I almost like didn't want to talk about RD day at all on my socials today because it is created by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And I just don't feel like supporting them this year. Um, but it is really important and special for us to be able to just look back at everything that we've done in our careers and how it brought us to this space. Uh, Happy RD day to you. Thank you. Same (laughs) to you. And I think I I totally agree with you and I couldn't agree more, especially with what's going on with the fucking new guidelines that the Academy put out. But I think it's important, like there are dietitians like you and like me and so many of our colleagues in this anti-diet space that like, hopefully we'll continue to pave the way for future dietitians and change our field because our field needs a lot of changing. So much. Um, And I, I do, I think as we're talking about this, I think it's important to tell RDs to be that if you are in the space and feeling frustrated by maybe your coursework and education and, you know, the things that you're seeing, just know there are alternative paths once you get that RD credential and we are here to help. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I know. We always talk about like, we didn't, I almost feel lucky that like we didn't know that we were harming people when we were going through school and how fucking disordered we were because I can't imagine how hard it is to go through the dietetic course load right now like understanding haze and intuitive eating we didn't even know what those words were when we went I got the weight management certification heavy air quotes back in like 2012 or whatever it was because that was what they were pushing like it is insane and to me knowing now that intuitive eating is like 27 or 28 years old, I think at this point, is that right? I'm terrible at math, but right. I think it's, it's within that range. The fact that, you know, I don't even remember it being 
brought up in school says so much. So uh, we are holding space for all the RDs to be that know better and are trying to do better while navigating school. Um, and super grateful to have more people that are coming into this field. Yes. And we have a few different episodes that can support you if you're an RD to be just thinking about, we have a few, one that's going to be recorded soon with our dietetic students that help out with the pod, but also we have one that, what was it? It was something called RD to be, I should pull up our page here with Chelsea and Anna, the first one. Yes. And then we also Jenny have Westercamp. Yes, Jenny Westercamps. We also have the one with Kimmy Singh, which she went into so much detail about how to get support like outside of your professors if and classmates and whatnot if you're going through didactic programming. So there's a bunch of different episodes, but this is the last one of season two. Can you believe it? <laughs> no. Me neither. No. Like so crazy. So like, I need to pull up our episodes, like in front of my face to look at and I'm like, looking what at was the first one of season two? Like, where did this all start? Meta, I think it was August 6th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We hit, we hit off season two or we started with the medical care without weight stigma with Dr. Natasha Larmy, who is now known as Asher Larmy, who I guess we can hint that Asher will be back for season three, which we're freaking excited about. Oh, that episode was so good. <laughs> like so, so, good. so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Season two has, I believe it's 30 or more episodes. And I feel like in this season, we went over a lot with children. Um, there's a lot and we continue to get a lot of questions through our Instagram channels about feeding kids and picky eating, quote unquote, and raising kids in this diet culture space. And there are a lot of episodes, I see at least three or four, um, where we do touch on that in this season, which if you guys are looking for something to go back to, um, there's lots of goodness in here. And not to mention, we also had Christy Harrison in season two. Yes, we did. And at the <laughs> end, she like threw out that she was pregnant and we like had no idea. And I was, oh my like, goodness. Out. <laughs> um, She's got to be due soon. Probably. Or maybe even had her baby already. I have no idea. We'd have to go back and look. But I see on August 20th of 2021, that was the episode I was just referring to, how to address, be curious, and work through fat phobia with Kimmy Singh. So if you are a dietetic student, mm. definitely recommend going through and listening to that if you feel like you're struggling going through your coursework and like no one understands haze and intuitive eating and you feel like you're just being taught diet culture and fat phobia. Kimmy broke down so many good things in that episode. Um. But yeah, so we have so many to touch on. Is there any one that's, I feel like we've asked this question before in our previous wrap-ups, but it's so <laughs> hard. Like, is there any one episode that stuck out to you or, you know, I mean, as you're scrolling through season two? And some of my favorites from an educational standpoint, I love Dr. Heather Finley's um, episode about digestion and also congrats to her. She just had a baby. I'm looking at this list. There are so many new babies from <laughs> the people that we interviewed, which is so amazing. Congratulations to everyone. Um, but that episode I think was like so educational and 
in an area that is not talked about enough, but should be because it's so pertinent to our health, um, which is your poop. So I think that one had such good information in it. I also absolutely loved because it was so close to my heart, but the episode with Dr. Marta Perez talking about just postpartum depression and anxiety and all of the things that come with postpartum, um, that was a tough one for me, but like so needed and I think will help so many people. Um, and then of course, Caroline Dooner, like what a doozy and an amazing episode that was. That was last week, but that was a great way to kind of end the season as well. But what about you? Yeah, that one definitely like felt like a therapy session. I feel like <laughs> even though Caroline is not a therapist, like it felt like she took us to therapy. Um, I think looking at all of this, I definitely, one that stood out to me was, um, on January 7th, unfortunately you couldn't be on that pod, mm -hmm. but the one with Tiffany, good one. Uh, yeah, where she really broke down the difference between what is body image work and what is fat liberation, which I think mm -hmm. gets really misconstrued on social media. And people think that those are the same things. Um, and she kind of talked about like the body positivity movement and where it came from and how, again, freaking how much misinformation's out there on social. So that one really stuck out to me. And then I feel like obviously there's been big changes in my life personally throughout <laughs> the too. So I think like selfishly, I like used this podcast as a outlet to kind of share my story and emotions of going through my fertility journey. So I have that episode. That Not selfishly. You've helped thousands. I'm going to say, I was going to say millions one day, millions of people going through it as well. So not selfishly. We are grateful for well, you or to well, thank you, you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for saying that. But I guess, I mean, like it's just as it helps other people. And I've been so like, that's why I shared my journey is because I, I felt really alone. And so knowing that I could share it to help other people, it's been so like, I feel selfish because every time I get a DM from someone and they're like, oh my gosh, this helped me so much. Like, I feel like it helps me knowing I'm helping other people kind of thing. Cause you're a giver. Uh, I was going to say that's because I'm a freaking people pleaser <laughs> and still need to work through some of that. But between that one and then the one that we did with Nicola, um, mm -hmm. over at fat positive fertility on Instagram, just our interview with her being able to shed light on fat phobia and weight stigma that is so prevalent in the fertility space. Um, that was like, I feel like I literally send that podcast to somebody every single day, like whether it's a DM or a text message or anything, like, I feel like I just, I'm always sending that one out. Um, but again, like you and I always say, like every time I'm looking at these, they're so good. Me, me so Cole's many. episode. Remember that one? We, you and I were like feverishly taking notes um, like the whole time. Yeah. It's also so funny looking back at these dates. So obviously when they're released, it's not when they were um, recorded. And so many of these were recorded when you and I were just going through so many personal changes in our own lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure you can hear that in our voices, like in some of these episodes too. So this is like a journal for us <laughs> going back. It's pretty special. So thank you guys all for being part of our journal, um, yes. over the past two, is it two years now? 
I guess, right? Because I feel like we started in COVID. 2020. Yeah, you're right. But we were recording before that. So you and I have been recording maybe close to three years, um, which is so crazy and amazing. And, you know, now that we're chatting about this, when we go on our little, little hiatus um, in between seasons here, Sam and I will be recording some incredible episodes for season three. Um, and we have plans to re-release some of our top 10 episodes. Is that top 10 episodes from of all time? Um, I always say of all times and my husband's like, what's times? I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I didn't even know that there was like a correct way to say that. So don't worry about it. Of all time, um, our top 10 episodes, our most requested or downloaded episodes will be reshared on our social platforms and on your listening services. So we'll keep you guys engaged, but we have some really incredible things coming up. And when we were talking about this, we were joking that Sam will be recording up until almost baby time. Um, and that I remember... <laughs> The last episode I recorded before Noah was born was, I think it was recorded at 4 p.m. And at noon that day, I started like leaking and I thought my water broke. And I remember call and it was a huge interview and you couldn't be on it. And so I needed, I needed to be there. Um, it was a big one with the body the body love girls, um, body love society society. Yes. And I remember I called my doctor at like noon and I was like, so, you know, I feel like I'm peeing my pants, but I'm not really sure like what's going on. It's not like a gush, like you see on TV, it's just whatever. And I called my doula, I'm sorry. And she said, you know, what's the rest of your day look like? I was like, I have a really big interview at four o'clock and let's wait until 530. Please, no, you could have canceled. Like, we need to go back to that, like, boundaries. Long story short was like, you know, totally fine unless it gets worse. Like, keep me posted. So I called my doctor at that point and they were like, you, at 530, I called the doctor and they were like, you need to come in. And I live 45 minutes from the doctor's office. I swore this was a Tuesday. I swore this was it. And they sent me home at like midnight that night. No baby. And then I had one day in between, like one day of doing quote unquote nothing because I was done working. And then um, Thursday, I started having contractions and Sunday, Noah was here. So and when was, your, when was your due date with Noah? Was that like right before the due date or that was weeks before? It was a week. So it was weird because my period was so irregular. I actually had two due dates. So the first due date was January 18th. And then when they did my first scan, they said, no, we're going to change this to the January 23rd. We think you're a week behind. And I was like, okay. So it was really, it was one week apart. And if they were right the first time, he was born a day before his due date. Um, but really I, he was born at 39 weeks. Um, exactly. 39 weeks in one day. Cause my days were Saturday. So Yeah. It was, it was pretty funny. So this podcast sent me into labor and we're not going to let that happen to Sam in the off season. <laughs> yes, hopefully not. Um, you never know. Well, yeah. Cause they say that to make it like a range, right? So it's like two weeks before your due date, two weeks after your due after. date. Yeah. And then with IVF, because they knew like the exact age of the embryo when they implanted yes. it, like who knows if that even means your due date's more accurate or not, because I feel like due dates, they're like. Mm, 
it's like baby's going to come when baby's going to come kind of thing. So we have no, it's the act of having a baby is the act of giving up all control. Yes. <laughs> like, it's wild. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like completely surrendering. And then I feel, I feel like I, there is a part of me that feels so grateful for infertility because that was like the ultimate, like Sammy, you Surrender. want control, but you have no <laughs> fucking control. Like good <laughs> try. So that's been kind of cool. Cause I'm like, she's doing whatever the fuck she wants and I'm just along for the ride. So we'll see. I have see. a good friend who we should actually have on this podcast, but she is a therapist and her baby's six weeks younger than Noah. And we have like a group chat with another friend who has a baby similar age. And she always says like, I'm not in control. Cause I'm like, what time is this so-and-so nap? Like, so we can plan blah, blah, blah. She goes, I don't know. I'm not in control. And I'm always like, I know it's so hard, but like so amazing that she has that perspective. Cause I'm always like, well, my app says it's time to nap. <laughs> like, well, yes. And I think there's, I think structure, right? I mean, you know, babies and kids need structure and I think there's a balance, but like you said, like before we even started recording today, you were like, just when I feel like I have everything Smooth. set, then it's like, oh, okay, we're changing. Like, No, it changed you know. his mind. Yep. Oh, it's crazy. It really, it's in this, like, it's this act of, and I say this to people all the time, but like, I am a very inherently selfish person. And what Noah as my teacher has become is teaching me how to truly be less selfish. Like it's important to have and make time for yourself and, you know, provide for yourself in certain ways. But like my life, you just can't be the selfish person that you once were. And I'm talking to myself and that's like, that's been the biggest lesson of 2021 for me <laughs> and still learning. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, because it's like, I feel like, I don't know if you got through transformed by birth yet. Uh, oh, it's right here. Yeah. By Britta <laughs> Bush. Yeah, we should. Britta Bushnell. <laughs> we love her. Um, we both have it right next to our computers. <laughs> But like talking about just that metamorphosis, right. Of becoming a mother and how like that part of you, like no one talks about that, how like that part of you dies and then you're like reborn and you're it's never, yeah, you have to grieve like that part of you or that person. Like, it's not like you're a whole different person, but they're in a way. Yes. And, and in that, the past, I wouldn't have ever said that, but like living it, like, I'm just not who I once was. And it's funny. And I don't want to go on a tangent, but you know, this past weekend, I was supposed to compete in this huge competition that I fitness competition that I haven't done anything fitness related since years, like since really I was disordered and I've avoided it at all costs. And I had a conversation with somebody when they asked me why I wasn't participating in my gym competitions, like the ones at the gym that I go to. And I basically had to just kind of say to her, like, this is my boundary and my entire worth used to be tied to my performance in these types of like gym events and people expected things from me. And that was my business. It was like to perform. And I've really taken myself so far away from that and have healed my relationship with fitness so much so that like doing something like that just doesn't work for me anymore. But this was a relay and it was with a group of people and it was for fun. And I was so excited about it. And I got myself to a place where I was so excited about it. And then it was canceled. And I realized like in that moment that like 
the person that I once was before Noah was the person that like, that would have been absolutely destructive for me. Mm-hmm. And my entire worth and everything was connected to that space. But now it was like, okay, we'll just do it for fun. And then maybe I'll do it again, or maybe I won't. And I don't need to exercise for 15 hours that I don't have <laughs> to prepare for something like this anymore. And it just showed this like tremendous in my head, like growth of who I've really become this year besides a mom, but how different my life and my priorities are. And it's, it's just crazy. And I'm not really sure why I told that story now, but I feel like it matters. <laughs> it does matter. It's because like we were saying, like when you're, when you like, I don't know. I just feel like before people have kids and again, I don't have kids, but when we were like younger, like you would see someone like with a baby be like, Oh, how's your baby? Like, Oh, and you would never ask about the mom, right? Like you and you and I have talked about this many times on the podcast, but it's just like wild that like you have birthed a human out of your body and now they are a growing human with their own thoughts and emotions and like that is first of all like birth is trauma like we know that like it's traumatic but it is life changing and like we just go about it like oh like she had a baby it's like no like she had a baby and like now every time like I know someone that's had a baby I'm like tell me like your story like I want to know like because you know that they are like so changed like forever changed so I everything about them and their relationships too and like just oh it's just so interesting and I I told you like I literally wrote cards to people because I was like I I had no idea like you and I think our parents too like I asked my mom she was here yesterday with Noah and I was like do you really remember like feeling like I feel right now which is like so happy and I'm loving this stage but like I'm fucking exhausted (laughs) like right and it's like I love my husband but like his job his role with Noah is just different like the default is to the mom. That's just how it is, right? For some structures and it is in our family. And like, if I have a two hour nap on a day that I'm not working, but I'm with Noah, like I'm cleaning, I'm putting things away, I'm working, I'm doing all of these things. And like the other day, and I love him and he does so much, but like the other day he was with Noah for most of the day and on Noah's nap, like he was napping. (laughs) And I was like... (laughs) Like, no, get up, (laughs) get up and go do something. And I said that to my mom and she was just like laughing. She's like, of course I remember that. And I was like, why didn't you warn me? (laughs) It's, it's going to be a beautiful journey that I'm, I can't wait to contribute my exhaustion to. And it's, it's crazy to think. So this is live on Friday, March 11th. We are headed into a, like Jenna had said, 10 weeks of reposting or re-releasing our, I don't want to say 10 favorite, because again, we truly like are so intentional about every single guest that we bring on what the actual four podcast, but we're bringing back 10 episodes that are just 
fucking incredible and so different, right? Everything from body image to fitness, to thin privilege, to gender identity, to can you lose weight with intuitive eating? Our number one episode with Evelyn Triboli, the co-author of Intuitive Eating. And that's because you and I said that every single day. Literally to everybody. Like anybody that asked me, I'm like, here you go. Like, listen to Evelyn. Like, I don't want to deal. Um, like the one with the protecting your peace one with, uh, the nutrition tea on Instagram. Mm. Um, that one we were, I feel like we were laughing like the whole time with that. Lock and be blessed. Yes. That was her line. (laughs) Yes. I use that every day. So these next 10 weeks will be amazing because unless you are like our groupie and have listened to every single episode we put out this and we love you, (laughs) then you can kind of get some of our highlights. And then that brings us right up until our release date. Yep. Which is Friday, June 3rd, right at that, that morning time that we have. So that'll bring us right to season three, which we, we already name dropped Dr. Asher Larmy, which we're pumped. What is baby's due date? Baby's due date is two days before that. So <laughs> she might be here. She might be like, nah, I'm going to just cook for like an extra two weeks and give you hell, but we have no idea. You'll love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So like no idea, but, but yeah. In between these 10 weeks, Sam and I will actually see each other in person. So we'll be able to at least say hi to you guys, maybe on the Instagram together, which will be so fun. Yes. Um, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I'm so excited. Jenna's coming to my baby shower in Florida. <laughs> Which is just crazy that that's even happening. Part of your present last night. I'm so excited. It's so (laughs) weird, like getting all of these baby things coming to my house. I'm like, I don't even have a baby, but like, there's feel. Can you share? Yeah, like about the stuff coming in about like physically, obviously, but like emotionally, mentally, like there's so much going on. Yeah, I feel like there's just so much nuance to pregnancy, like that. Like depending on the day you catch me, I'll answer this question completely different. Um, I think for me, and I know every, like, again, like how you would answer this question during pregnancy is going to be different than me, different than every woman in the entire world. I think coming from infertility, Mm. I've heard people have different experiences. So I thought I had this expectation that I'd be super anxious, but like we said before, like, I think the main theme of my pregnancy has been Sammy, you have no control, just fucking surrender because like you like she's growing my body's doing what it needs to do and like there's literally nothing I can do so that's been really cool because I feel like it's been like a total yes and then (laughs) and then practicing that for motherhood because I think there's like all this pressure on like pregnancy being hard and like labor being hard and then like people like you've been so open about your journey in the fourth trimester and um like people like Cam Rogers and Dylan Murphy and just like connecting with all these people on Instagram that talk about this fourth trimester. I feel like I've been really practicing like mindset now. So then when that fourth trimester comes, it's like same thing, surrendering like fully. So that's been like really my focus, I would say. Beautiful. But I mean, other than that, it's like, you know, the typical aches and pains, like the, the sleeping and like, it hurts to sit too long. It hurts to stand too long, it hurts <laughs> to walk too long. It also hurts to sleep. So it's like, and it's like, oh, I still have like, you know, 10 plus weeks to go. So that'll be interesting to see how that <laughs> continues. But 
generally speaking, just grateful to even be at this place. And, um, yeah, that's amazing. like, that's like the overarching thing, but I don't want it to sound like it's all like rainbows and butterflies. Cause like, you know, there's days they're like, I'm fucking exhausted. Or like, sometimes I feel like, I feel like showing up on social media has been harder. Cause sometimes I'm just like, I just like, don't want to talk. Like, well, do you feel like you're getting out of breath? Because I just remember I was like, so breathy, like the entire time, once my stomach started like really yeah. squishing my lungs. Like, <laughs> yes. I was like, trying, <laughs> I tried to call a doctor, like while I was walking to like switch an appointment or something. And I guess I was like walking too fast. And I was like, <gasps> I was, like they're probably oh, like, are, like, what the fuck is this person doing? But, and then I had my glucose tolerance test on Monday. So wait, it's honestly delicious. You're going to enjoy it. I was the first person to say I did not hate it. It tasted like a high C. Like, did you ever have those? Did you have fruit punch? Did you fruit punch? I had orange and it was delicious. It literally tasted like a high C juice box. And all I kept thinking of was that character, that green character that was on the ones that was green, lime green. And I wished that I had that one. Like I really didn't mind it. What's funny, like people do freak out and I'm like, Hey, uh, have you ever had an acai bowl? Because you've had hundred grams of sugar in one sitting. Like I've been training for this my entire pregnancy. I'm going to be great. Yes. The hardest part for me was sitting in my car because of COVID. Cause they were like, don't, you can't come in. Ooh. So like you have to drink it and time it perfectly in your car. And at 29 minutes or whatever it is, like you can come back in the building. And I was like, so anxious that I was going to miss the time that I probably spiked my blood sugar from that, not from the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's interesting because people are like, yeah, freaking out about hundred grams of sugar. And I'm like, you've definitely had hundred grams of sugar in one setting and you just like have no idea. So I think that's just like kudos to being a dietitian and being able to be like, this isn't really that big of a deal, but it would suck to fail it. Cause I actually have a lot of friends who failed it, who had to go back for like the three hour one. And I'm like, dear Lord, like I have done so many doctor's appointments, 39 fertility appointments alone in 2021, not counting 2022. So I'm like, can we just like not have that extra one? Like, let's just pass this. But so we'll see. Fine. PDD. You and I also just like have to note, did you get curtain bangs yesterday? I did. <laughs> Wait, you did? Yeah, but they're long. Like that's what curtain bangs are, right? Like so I can still pull them back. Okay. That is not what I was picturing. Yeah. So you, I, I knew when you commented on my TikTok that you didn't know what curtain bangs were. I was I, like, if you this thought I was getting bangs. Bang. <laughs> no, so, whole cut. no <laughs> so curtain bangs are like, you pull back the curtains, right? So it's like, they're like that. <laughs> that's what a curtain bang is. You have not been watching TikTok enough, Jenna. I feel like that's a face frame. Is that, is that it basically is, but like, People get them. I was literally sitting here like, if this girl gets these, she is not going to be happy once this baby comes because they say you cannot make drastic decisions about your physical features when you're pregnant because it's not you thinking. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, it had to be able to tuck behind the ear and get pulled back. So like, I was very aware of that. Um, but yeah, no, like I've been growing my hair out specifically so I can twist it in a bun on the top of my head. Yes. Or when the baby comes. <laughs> I now wash my hair twice a week. It's very ritualistic. It's oh, I've Sundays never, and Thursdays. That's I it. think I wash it <laughs> once a week. Like I've never washed my hair like more than that. We should maybe do a podcast on hair washing. Um, cause yeah, I hate washing my hair. Hair washing just today is tomorrow, but it looks like a little bit of a push today for me. But that's where you just really commit to like the tight pony or the tight bun, even throw some hairspray in there. And then it just looks like 
like baller. Like you just look like a badass. Like who cares? You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. yeah I, people watch these on YouTube because my like baby bangs, if I like these, not everybody gets these, but like this, like this. Oh, I already like have that. Um, <laughs> oh, I also was diagnosed with alopecia or no. whatever. There's like another word after it. That could be a whole nother thing. It's just another autoimmune. I have five autoimmune now. So we're thriving over here. Okay. Great. <laughs> Let's Great. bring an autoimmune. Wait, we, we do. Never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin no, our guests for season three. No, we already have them scheduled. The one doctor. I can't, I don't want to say. Oh yes. Okay. Because I want to talk to him all about all of my autoimmune and how it's all tied together. That's so, going to be very exciting. Well, we promised this would only be 20 minutes and it has not been, but we also would love to know from you guys, if you want to share on social media, like any questions or things that you would like Sam and I specifically to answer, if we can squeeze any in before baby P is here, um, we would love to do so to answer some of your questions. Um, if not, we have so much coming for you guys, like just so many great interviews anywhere from fitness to like Sam said, autoimmune and disease state management with, um, intuitive eating and more body image maybe yeah yeah Yeah, I feel like we're always (laughs) more in there so yeah like Jenna said shoot us a dm at what the actual fork pod on instagram and just enjoy these next 10 weeks of re-releases because if you have not listened to them they're absolutely fantastic and then we will see you again on Friday, June 3rd, um, launching season three. And yeah, so much exciting stuff. And next time we we come back, hopefully our, our girl gang has grown or our gang has grown and Noah will have his little girlfriend. I can't wait. <laughs> oh righty, guys. We love you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next season. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there, and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all your friends and faves, and follow along with us on social at what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have while fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week for a lot more fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.